You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. This week, we are going back to our series discussing shows with a female lead written by men versus women. And this week's theme is procedurals or crime-related shows. <laughs> we had to expand our definition a little bit because I was having problems. Katie had some problems finding a show. I'm sorry. But maybe that's I'm what sorry. we can even talk about. We can talk about how yes. you've had trouble finding a show. So... But before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to, girl? Oh, my God. So um, yesterday was my birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Katie. Thank you. Um, My desk got birthday bombed yesterday, which was was hilarious because um, I had to I stayed late at work on Thursday because uh, like traffic. Yes. And. Morgan was still there <laughs> and I was just like oh that's weird that she's still here maybe she just has a lot of work to do also I kind of I was like wasn't sure if she was going to decorate my desk or not mm-hmm. um but I got up to leave and then I started talking to Brian and according to Charmy and her she was like you were not leaving she was like <laughs> she's like Morgan was messaging me and she's like Katie is not leaving Brian won't shut up <laughs> they just wanted you to go so that you could take and decorate your desk <laughs> yes that's exactly what was happening so i left and they like went full out like i'll i'll uh send you the photo so you could put it in the show notes yes it's also on my instagram account but like they like straight up decorated my desk hardcore and morgan left me the sweetest card it was so sweet that's really nice that's so nice um, and natalie sent me a gift because like i came back from I think lunch or a walk or something and there was a an amazon gift like an amazon package sitting on my desk and i'm like oops what's this i didn't order anything <laughs> and she sent me a ravenclaw uh, magnet mm-hmm. and uh wonder woman earrings very cool yeah it was very sweet they were so sweet like uh matt took me out for coffee which was really sweet and then um and then we went out for lunch with ev- like a bunch of people, and it was so sweet. And Irwin, oh my god, Irwin, I can't. So like <laughs> Irwin, somebody that I work with, he comes over to my desk. He's like, "Happy birthday!" And he goes, "I couldn't get you a cake, but I brought you this." And it was two cupcakes and like five slices of tiramisu. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's better than I cake. Was like, I was like, oh my god, you're so sweet. Like everybody at that office is so sweet. I love them so nice like makes you feel great at work huh yeah it makes me feel like (laughs) like everybody hearts me like a lot apparently um but also this week was like i mentioned last week that we did our uh all hand we were having our all hands meeting this week which is like the big meeting that we have at the end of each quarter Mm -hmm. to just sort of like update the company on like where the company is financially like how much money we're making if we hit our goals or above our goals like our direction just so that we're all on the same page and included with our all hands meeting i got introduced to the company which is weird because i've been working there for a while (laughs) But you've been working there for more than a quarter. 
Yes. I've <laughs> almost a year. But it's because I got officially hired as like a full time salaried employee for the company. So like I got hired. Uh so like uh my my boss was like talking about like oh this is Katie and uh before she was here like she has a master's in psychology and she used to write for a website called Temple of Geek and she hosts a podcast called Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea and I'm like do not tell the company about my podcast (laughs) you're like I talk about work too much on that podcast (laughs) I don't say anything bad about work but it's hilarious like there are already like Morgan listens, Natalie listens, I think Erwin and Joel both listen, and, like, all I need is more people listening. (laughs) So, with our all-hands meeting, we also had a chili cook-off and a baking contest. So, uh, I made these, like, pumpkin spice uh, cupcakes with a maple frosting and uh like heath bar on the top of it, and I, uh, I won that blue ribbon. You go, girl. Yeah, I got, I won that. And I was very, apparently, like, what happened was the people came in, like, the judges to test the desserts. And they, like, cut up by cut one of the cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And they ate a piece. They're like, okay, so this one wins. Now we need to decide who comes in second. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I, I also made chili. So, like, I made a vegetarian chili because yes. we have a lot of people that are uh, vegetarians who work for our our company. Um, it was just like, it was that, and I just, I didn't want to cook meat, basically. No, I, so I, I prefer found... vegetarian chili, honestly. Oh, this one was so good, by the way. Okay. Um, which is hilarious, because, like, everybody kept coming up to me, and they're like, how did you get your vegetarian, like, vegetable chili to be so flavorful? And I'm like, it's called spices. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Um, but my mom makes her own, um, veggie broth, like her own vegetable stock. Nice. So like she made me some to put in the chili cause it, it, it just wanted you to buy like the kind from the, the grocery store. Yeah. But I think because we like used the handmade one, which had all kinds of spices in it already, it made it more flavorful. Nice. Um, I would like to do a shout out to the Pioneer Woman for her exceptional recipe, which I used. A uh, thank girl. you. <laughs> a thank you for my uh, blue ribbon. Thank you. <laughs> I came in second for the chili contest. Morgan won. Morgan's oh. the big winner of the chili. Oh, okay. So you go, st- Morgan. You still won. Uh, her chili. And you still placed. Hell yeah, I did. I, I walked out of there with a bunch of money. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to spend it on. Whatever um, you want. But yeah. I know. And then later today is my bowling birthday party. Woo! Which I'm so sad which, I can't go to because it sounds like so much fun. Ah, uh, I wish you could be there too. There's several people I wish could be there like you and Eamon and Diana. Mm. Mm. We're all there But Carlos spirit. is coming. Carlos is dri- drove all the way down from Silicon Valley to come. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because he moved up there uh, to... Like, he lives with his girlfriend up at um, Stanford, mm-hmm. and he works up there, and so he drove all the way down on Thursday so he could be here today. And wow. I'm like, I love you. That's really nice. It's, yeah, it's been eight months or so since I've seen him, so I'm, like, super excited to see him. Very cool. And Morgan's going to be there, and Erwin and Joel, and Karen, Maria, and Rachel, and, like, Michelle. 
Tiffany. Shout out to all your friends. All my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon. I'm like super excited that Brandon's coming. So like, you know, my musician friend. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon's coming. That's so cool. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing this week. What about you? How's your week? It's actually been a busy week for me. So Eamon was <gasps> off. Like he has a week, paid week mm-hmm. off uh, in September. And we finalized all of our paperwork for the the visa so I can stay here for another two and a half years. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, it's all paid for and sent away. Um, that was like a huge 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 weight off my shoulders because i felt so guilty just sitting here home every day um and i was kind of like putting off doing that but there really wasn't anything i could do it was all just paperwork we had to put in a pile and copy and yeah i mean really what we were doing was waiting to get them enough money so um now that it's all put together and sent away it should take relatively like six to eight weeks to come back and uh-huh. then I can start working, or at least look for a job. So, woo, yay! Um, so that was done. And then since we had that done, we decided to kind of celebrate. So, um, one day this week we went uh, to Castle Ward, which Eamon took all of you guys to, but I didn't get to go because I didn't fit in the car. <laughs> Aww. no 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 it was that it was, is really sad no i really i couldn't get remember like do you remember that day i was spending it with my mom anyway it just worked yeah. out <laughs> it just I, makes it sound so much worse because it was like oh we're here for your wedding but you can't come with us well no like i could go anytime so i really no i just i just want to make you feel bad no but <laughs> wow wow <laughs> even starting to <laughs> even starting to rub off on you apparently i know I'm sorry. Uh, no, but like, you you guys all got to see the the stuff because you're into Game of Thrones, so I mean, it, it makes more sense for you guys to go. And we just went because I wanted to take pictures. Basically, it's like a cool place to take photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't done that in a while, so we just kind of walked around, and it was a lot of walking, at least for me, because I haven't been walking a lot. It's a lot of walking. Did you love the house? The house that look basically looks like, like Mr. Darcy's house. Mr. Darcy's house. Yeah. Yes. That was really really cool. Um. So I'll yes, I'll actually put a put a couple of photos from that journey up because really really pretty area. Um. There was like a little garden and view of the view of the water and the boats and the water and everything. So. But then yesterday we went to Belfast and basically just like, cause we've been saving hardcore. So we haven't bought like hardly anything other than like what food we need, you know, like, or what like yeah. toiletries we need. Like we really have been like scrimping by. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, you know what? Like if we see a book we want, we're going to get it. <laughs> like we just, <laughs> <laughs> so we bought like a few books each and like a few comic books each. We like had really good meals. We went to this coffee place, which you probably saw pictures on Instagram, it's, like really fancy coffee. You would have loved it. Yes. Katie. They had really good like poached eggs on sourdough toast. I had like halloumi on it, which is like a really good cheese. 
Um, oh god it looks so good it was really good all it was missing was avocado like it could have been like the perfect avocado toast with poached egg and everything but um they didn't offer that but it was super good like it tasted really good the coffee was so good um and it looked super hipster (laughs) yeah you know all the good qualities of fancy coffee places uh and then we had yo sushi for lunch, which was, or like a, actually that was like more like dinner, which is like the revolving sushi place. So like they have constantly like plates revolving around the restaurant with little things of sushi. Woo, conveyor belt sushi. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Yemin just eats like the chicken. I don't blame him because I don't really like fish either, but I do enjoy sushi because I like shrimp and crab and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I'll get those kind of sushi rolls. So, yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. So, yeah. like, I understand. So, it was really fun. It was just a nice to, like, go out and actually, like, get stuff that I needed or wanted. So, yeah. And then I'll, I bought a bunch of geeky stuff, which I will be talking about in our next segment, which is our weekly geekery. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that segue. Smooth, Dang. smooth segue. Oh, yeah. So Katie, what what geekiness have you been up to this week? So I think this has been my least geeky week, to be honest, because like I hardly watched any TV this week. Aww. And um I still haven't finished Riverdale and I never finished Outlander, because you know I'm a I'm slacking. Um, but you did send me season two of Supergirl because I feel like you're trying to tell me something. Well, you like season two of Supergirl, so. No, I do. I do. I love Supergirl. And thank you very much for the gift. I was very surprised because I thought that was coming from, it was a package from Diana. And then I opened it and I was like, oh, Supergirl season two. I was like, oh my God, Cherish. <laughs> yes, we thought we'd sign our, our gift to you as Cherish because we are a married couple now and we're dorks, but. But you're adorable, and I love you guys. Yeah, we well, we were like looking up DVDs to get you, and I was like, "Damn it!" Like Wonder Woman comes out in a few days, but I don't want her to think I forgot her birthday. So we we're like, "What else can we get her?" And we're like, "Season two of Supergirl." Boom, done. Yeah, it was very sweet. Thank you. I'm glad. I you also need it. to finish watching season two. So, oh my god, That's, I know. Don't... There, there you go. That is the message I'm sending. Finish it. <laughs> that's what i thought it was to be honest oh no that actually um, wasn't <laughs> uh but i think the most geeky thing will be tomorrow um so i got well technically i volunteered but so that's my fault but every year at work we do this halloween skit and the person who does it decided like she didn't want to do it anymore so she like voluntold erwin and joel <laughs> <laughs> that they have to do it. Um, but I said, like, if you guys need some help, like, I'd be happy to, like, help you. And then I got added to the Halloween chat. And I was like, dang it. You're like, oh, no, I made a mistake. <laughs> um, but our theme is going to be La La Land. Ooh. So it's going to be tweaked to fit with, like, our company. Um, but I've actually never seen that movie. <laughs> you haven't? and don't you have the soundtrack um, in your car i do but i've never seen the movie uh so i i said that i was like oh maybe i should actually watch this movie and then i got yelled at by like five different people it's actually pretty good even is no. like slightly obsessed with the soundtrack <laughs> no 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 that's fine like i've heard great things about it and like you know it almost won best picture <laughs> yeah almost, almost. 
Um, so tomorrow, um, I'm going to a rooftop movie viewing. So like, uh, one of the people that I work with, Connor, he like has this super nice place in down, like in the artsy district of downtown area. Ooh. And he has like access to the roof, which he's turned into like this, like social gathering movie viewing location thing. I don't know. Um, so they were like, oh, let's do this for the rooftop movie thing. And like, Katie, you should come. And I'm like, I, okay. (laughs) All right, I guess so. (laughs) So I'm supposed to go to that tomorrow. So I'm going to see La La Land tomorrow, finally, um, with truffle popcorn and like all this fancy stuff. I don't know. These people are like super fancy and hipster and I love them. (laughs) Yeah. So that's probably like the most geeky-esque thing that i'm going to be doing even though that wasn't last week that's technically next week but whatever i did disney trivia which we did not win by the way (laughs) what are you talking about kenny told me you won (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was so niche i was like no man next time can we do like disney parks or movies or something like this is too niche like those are for the hardcore people (laughs) yeah and, like, we barely lost. Like, we came in third. Wow. But, like, only by, like, three points. Yeah. Like, team two had one more point than us. And then team three, team one had, like, two points. Hmm. So, it's, like, it was it was terrible. It was very hard. It was very difficult. But whatever. But uh, the Perky Nerd, which is a comic book store in Burbank, amazing. People should go there. Oh, man. I've never been to that one. Yeah, it's super cool. So I've, I've people should go like, there. I've hit like every comic book store I thought in LA. Dang. Apparently not that one. It's down the street too from Geeky Tees, which is like a uh, a tea place and a game place, and they have a TARDIS out front. Oh yes, very cool. I'm jealous. I want to yeah. go. I'll go there when I come. When you come, when I can visit. When you come visit. Okay, so that's my geeky, my weekly geekery. What about you? What have you been geeking out about? Um, well, I bought a bunch of comics, plus I've been, I've been really getting back into reading comics. Um, it's been fun, because Ema and I all just, like, sit down and read for, like, an hour or two. Um, because mm-hmm. we both really got out of it. So I've been reading a lot of, uh, Batwoman. I read mm-hmm. volume two, three, and I'm in the middle of four of the New 52 run, which is written by J.H. Williams, I believe. Um... Their run of Batwoman is so good. It's they've just made Kate Kane like a really really modern character. She's a lesbian, she's an army brat. Um they actually wanted her to marry her girlfriend, which by the way is Maggie Sawyer, aka the character in Supergirl. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh but they wanted to, her to marry her, but like DC Comics wasn't going to let it happen. Which is very Aww. sad. Um, so that run kind of stops, at least with those writers around, or after volume four. So after volume four, that's all I got. But I also bought Injustice Year Five, volume two, which I'm like super obsessed with. So I had to get the next volume of that. So if any of our listeners are into that, tweet me, because. <laughs> We'll be friends. Um, I also, yes. got, friendship. I also, I also got Wonder Woman 
uh, volume two of the Rebirth era, which is written by Greg Rucka. Uh, I haven't read volume one yet. I got it for my birthday, but I want to kind of read them back to back because I kind of like doing that. It's really mm-hmm. hard. It's really hard to read one and then wait forever. That's what I've been doing for Injustice. And it's been driving me nuts. I'm like, ah, I have to wait again. <laughs> and I also bought uh, Batgirl Volume Three of like, it's like post New Fifty Two but pre Rebirth era, written by Cameron Stewart, and the art is done by Babs Tar, who's like awesome. I really really like her art. Um. The series in itself is is like pretty good. It's not as good as Gail Simone's from New Fifty Two, but the art is really fun. That I really really like it. It's very modern and colorful. Oh, so cool. yeah, I've been really geeking out this week. I guess. <laughs> yes, you have way more than me. I need to get back into my geeky stuff. Oh, speaking of, sorry, totally just reminded me. I got approved for press passes for LA Comic Con, so I'll be at LA Comic Con again this year. Sweet. How'd you get approved? Dumbbells and Dragons, yo. Oh, Duh. That's representing. Nice. Representing. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to get them. And then I checked my spam mail yesterday and I was like, ooh, happy birthday to me. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So I'll geek out like in October. There you like, go. Like full, like full on. There you go. Full, I'll go full geek. Well, and like all of the DC TV shows start up around that time. So it's perfect. Woo woo. LA Comic Con. What's up, Stanley? I'm going to see you. Woo. All right. So that was our weekly geek. Geekery segment, which comes from the Geek to Geek Podcast Network, which, by the way, we've got a bunch of new listeners headed our way because of them. And we would like to say thank you for giving us a listen and hope you enjoyed our podcast and continue to listen. All right. Once again, this week, we are going back to one of our series subjects, which is female-led TV shows written by men versus women. And we mentioned before that we really wanted to get into like procedurals or crime shows, so here we are. Um, yes, finally. Yeah, because I think we both watch a lot of them, right? I watch too many. <laughs> yes. No, never too many. Never too many. Never too many. A lot of them. So we have each chosen two procedurals or crime shows, because, you know, we got to expand a little bit. Um, both with a female lead, but one written by a man and one written by a woman. So Katie, I kind of wanted to mix it up this week. Usually we talk about our shows separately. So usually it's like, you'll tell me your shows and then I'll tell you my shows. And then we kind of just discuss them together. But Mm -hmm. this week I thought we would first talk about the male created shows, kind of discuss that a little bit, then talk about the female created shows, discuss that a little bit, and then talk about them together. So, yeah, just to make it a little bit different. I don't know if it'll actually create a different conversation, but I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of cool. So, Katie, what is your first crime procedural show that is created by a man? Okay, so this show, I, um, well, one, I automatically knew I was going to pick this one, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and I've been wanting to talk about it forever. So my male-created TV show is Law & Order Special Victims Unit, or SVU. Um, the show started on September 20th, 1999, and it's still running today. Woo. So that's 18 seasons, 420 episodes. Wow. <laughs> and they're going to be starting their 19th season, I think, here in a couple weeks. 
So nice. it's coming up. So 19th season. Like, I have seen probably all 420 episodes. Nice. Like, people think I'm crazy when I say, like, that I will be sitting there watching. Because this show is, like, literally on all the time. It's on WGN. It's on ION. It's on USA. It's on TNT. Like, this show is on all the time. On, like, it's syndicated across multiple networks. Yes. So they always show reruns, even though the show technically airs all their new episodes on NBC. That's where the show is, like, housed. Yeah. Um, But I have seen just about every episode. And, like, I can also tell when I've already seen an episode. And they're like, that's 420 episodes. How do you know? And I'm like, well, you just sort of been like, oh, I remember this. Well, yeah. I mean. I don't know. You You always remember. I mean, even though we've watched, like. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of a bunch of TV shows. You still kind of know if you've seen one. Yeah, it just stands out, I guess. Um, So this show um, has had, like, it was created by Dick Wolf, who created all the other Law & Order shows. Um, This is the only Law & Order show that still exists today. Mm -hmm. Like, all the other ones are off the network now. So Criminal Intent, uh, First Law & Order, and then there was, like... Law and Order LA, which only lasted like a season or something. Like this is the only one that's still running strong. Because it's the um, best. but they've had multiple like executive producers throughout the years, but like the current team right now is Dick Wolf, Peter Janwolski, uh Julie Martin, John Starch, uh Arthur W. Forney, Marishka Harkate, and uh, they just added a new producer for this 19th season, which is Michael Chermunchkin. Totally butchered that. Oh, this sounds right to me. Um, So the female lead on this show is actually, it's uh, Sergeant Olivia Benson, who's played by Marishka Harkate. So she became a producer on the show, I think, in season 17. Nice. About time. So now... Yeah, so not only is she, like, the leading star of this entire series, but she also has a voice within how the show is made now, so, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other female role that's on this show is Amanda Rollins, played by Kelly Giddish. Mm-hmm. So, usually there's only, like, two women on the show at one time. Yeah. And Olivia Benson is the only person, so Mershka Harkate, like, her character has been there since season one. Oh, yeah, she's been there since the beginning, I mean... Yeah, yeah. So a quick quick description of this show is detectives who are part of the NYPD Special Victims Unit investigate crimes against the vulnerable. Uh, While the focus of the show of the other shows in the Law and Order franchise is primarily on murder cases, the SVU detectives frequently deal with rape and assault in which a survivor assists with the investigation. Um, What's unique about this show, I find, is that they always take... They cherry pick things from real life. So anything that happens in real life, uh, like in the news and stuff, they will adapt into an episode of Law and Order SVU. Hmm, nice. So like uh, you'll see all kinds of stuff, like certain cases that were high profile that were in the news all the time. You'll see a rendition of that case, like that style, same storyline almost on Law and Order. So they're always touching on things that happen in real life so that people can... Like, not only are they seeing it fictionalized, but they're also seeing, like, you know, oh, this is just like this case, or this is just like this one. Like, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Like, didn't, um, didn't they do an episode kind of based, loosely based on Brock Turner? Like, oh, yeah. One? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't really loose at all. It oh, was okay. very, like, 
You could tell. Like, you knew instantly. You were like, oh, this is like Brock Turner. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um. So my favorite part of the show is actually the progression of Olivia, Olivia Benson's career throughout the show. So she started out as a SVU detective with a partner. Mm-hmm. And... As time progressed, she actually moved up into the ranks as becoming a sergeant, and now she is a lieutenant in charge of the entire department. So she is basically like the glue that holds that department together. And you've watched her uh, go through all these things in her life because Olivia Benson, like her character, she is a child of, of rape. So like her mom was attacked and like she was the result of that attack. So she had to grow up knowing that that's what happened to her. And then something just as vicious and bad happened to her while she was undercover in a prison. And like, so she's been through all of these things in her career and through her life in this, in the show. And you get to watch the whole thing. Like it's, which is different for a procedural show. You don't really get to see that a lot because it's usually just case by case. Yeah. Like you go through the show, but this is really showed like, because it's been on for so long, you're really getting, like, the full background of her whole life. And you get to see how much she's grown. And now she's a mom. Like, she adopted the most adorable child named Noah. Aww. Like, she saved his life. Like, it is, like, her relationship with him. Like, I feel like if they ever actually end this show, I feel like that's how it will end. Is she will leave her job so that she could keep her son safe and raise him the way that she wants to. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, so I I love this show. It's like I it's our go-to show. So like whenever we're watching something or there's nothing on, we're usually watching Law and Order or John Wick. Like it's one of those two things. <laughs> yes. John <laughs> John. Yeah, well, I mean that's like but, a really easy show to just put on and you don't have to like you don't have to watch it in order you know, you can just no. watch a single episode and really get the gist of it, and it's still really entertaining. Yeah, so I love that show. So that's my first, that's my male-created TV show. Nice. Um, the one I chose is also a very long show, not quite as long as yours, but um, <laughs> it is the TV show Bones, which was yeah. created by Hart Hansen. Um, later it went on to be produced by Stephen Nathan and then I think another guy. Um, but I really like this TV show. I've been watching this TV show since season two and it's has, it's had, uh, 12 seasons. So it started in September 13th, 2005 and it aired until March 28th, 2017. Um, it's had 246 episodes yeah, that's a lot. I actually haven't finished this season, the, the last season or two either, and I feel really bad about it. I used to be it's okay. super obsessed with this show. I've met many friends because of this show. <laughs> I love this show. I just, I, I can tell you where I stopped. Like, I can tell you why I stopped, but we can talk about that yes. later. Um, so the female lead is Emily Deschanel, who plays Dr. Temperance Brennan. Uh, The show is based on forensic anthropology and forensic archaeology, with each episode focusing on an FBI case uh, concerning the mystery behind the human remains brought by FBI Special Agent Seely Booth, played by David Boreanaz, uh, to forensic anthropologist Dr. Temperance 
Bones, Brennan, played by Emily Deschanel, and the personal lives of the characters. So basically, it's like, it's about their partnership, but at the same time, they really focus on her and how things affect around her life. Like, she is the base, like, she is the main character of the show, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they based this TV show on a real-life person who is Kathy Reichs. She is a forensic anthropologist slash forensic archaeologist. And she wrote a book series with a character that basically did her exact same job called Temperance Brennan. And they took the name of Temperance Brennan, but really kind of based the character more on her. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you read the books, like, the book Brennan is nothing like the TV show Brennan. I have the first book, so I've read some of it. And it's, you're right. <laughs> it's very good, though. Like, they have, in the book mm-hmm. series, they have a very much will they or won't they, like, relationship going on. Um, yeah. So I think they also took that element and put that in the show. Uh, but once again, the, the male character, who's not named Sealy Booth, he's actually not even American, he's Canadian. Uh, nothing like Booth. <laughs> nothing like Booth. So they really, they really made it their <laughs> own. They really just took the name and the job and kind of made it their own. But my favorite part of the show is their partnership and how... Brennan really demands to be an equal and is never afraid to tell anyone how smart she is and how good at her job she is. Like (laughs) almost to the point, almost to the point where you really like, you think she just kind of like has a social interaction (laughs) problem. (laughs) Like, Like she just, like, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't really quite know how to interact with the real world, but, and they make a, they make a very big point of like, that throughout the beginning of the series like oh you don't know how to interact with people but uh but yeah but she just without you know without uh embarrassment at all she feels like she's worked her butt off to get where she is she's good at her job because she's done that and demands the respect that comes with that which i think is fair yep i agree so katie how do yes. you feel, like, do you feel the your female lead was portrayed well? Um, actually, surprisingly, I do. So, um, there are some times where the show, like, I mean, it's just so many episodes to think about it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like now, like, the current season, so, like, since, gosh, when uh, Olivia became the lieutenant, of the department Mm -hmm. i feel like from there which was like i think it's season 16 which you know if you think about it it's like a lot of episodes before that like Mm -hmm. i feel as if the show kind of took on a better direction in its portrayal of women um because it always had um women on the show so it's always been benson and there's usually been another female there's only ever been like most of the time like two main women characters on the show so it's yeah. always been olivia and somebody else it's like either a lawyer been a da or um right now it's somebody who works in her department like works under her mm-hmm. um because the lawyer is a is a man um but they always have female judges on this show they always have female and male victims on this show and they have a lot of guest starring roles from like high profile celebrities and things like that mm-hmm. um 
As far as like Olivia's character is, I feel like they've done a lot of good things for her character. And sometimes I wonder at times like why they do certain things. Like, was it absolutely necessary for her character to be attacked? Yeah. I mean, it went with the story, but like, was it necessary? I mean, I never think it's necessary, but I mean... It is too, I guess, for the storyline, but I still don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. Um, There was an interesting way, like, turn that they took with Amanda, so Kelly Giddish's character. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a child. She got pregnant um, after being with um, a guy for a short period of time who was an undercover agent. And she got pregnant and had a baby, and her baby is so cute, and, like, I love, like her with the kid and stuff but they made like a big deal out of like saying like oh she's a single mom like she's a single mom and all this stuff and like really like pushing that yeah like a lot hammering it it in that she's a single mom she's a single working mother like and that's both for both her for amanda and olivia both of them are single working moms yeah because olivia adopted noah which was wonderful. Like, I love that they kind of show the other things that you can do. Cause they have like, they talk about fertility and fertility clinics and like things like that. But they also show like that, you know, you may not be able to have like your own child, like, you know, giving birth to your own child, but you can always adopt a child. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they focused a lot on Olivia um, adopting Noah and, um, she, it also shows like what kind of character that she is because she had a, had a boyfriend for a while and, you know, he worked for, um, internal affairs. So IAB and she was like, I can't focus on you and my child and my job. So you and I can't like, I yeah. think it's, we should break up and like maybe at a different time we could be together. But like, I like that she chose like, how important her career is to her, but also equally important to her is her child. Yeah, that's really nice. Like, yeah, they showed that very well. It was showing that, like, she doesn't need him to be a part of her life. Like, he's still, like, an important, he played an important role in her life, like, with support and, like, helping her get Noah and, like, all these different things. But in the end, like, all she needs is the family that she's created at her job and her child. That's really nice. So, I mean, yes. so you would say, like, probably more the later half, she was portrayed, the like, the best? Yeah, I think it's, like, when they started getting more women involved with it. Yeah, like, well, even her becoming an executive producer, and she was probably just, like, a yeah. producer before that, possibly. Yeah, so, like, having her be a part, like, having Mariska Harkate being a bigger, having a bigger role in how the show is run Mm -hmm. is really helped make the show i think the show hasn't been any better than it has been right now to be honest like it's i mean its viewership is slipping because it's been on for so long but um i feel like it hasn't been like i love watching the show like who in the who in the heck watches 420 episodes of a tv show who does that (laughs) who does that like (laughs) like there has to be something that keeps you coming back and like I mean, her, the early episodes were still very good and very well written, but, like, maybe they didn't, they focused more on her male partner a lot of the time mm-hmm. than they did on her. 
uh, on Detective Stabler, whom, like, I loved their partnership very much. Like, they worked well together, and I love some of the other male characters that are on this show. But it would be really nice to see more women, like, as a part of the police force and... Yeah, and they don't always have that. So, like, they've had different women throughout the series come in and stay and leave and then, you know, come in and out. But, like, mostly, like, the only people that are still there that have been on this series the whole time is Ice-T. Yes. (laughs) Who plays Finn Tutuola and Mariska Harkate. That's it. Because uh, Christopher Maloney, who played Elliot Stabler, her partner... Mm-hmm. Is gone. He left after at the end of season twelve. Yeah, which is a long time. So, granted, you know. Oh yeah, but do you think I'm not dying for a Stabler Benson reunion? Oh. You would be wrong. Oh heck yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, I feel I feel like with Bones, like Temperance Brennan had a lot of like I think they did really well in portraying her in the beginning as well as the end, but in completely different ways. So, and they both had issues, like, I feel like I I had issues with the way they portrayed her in different ways as well. Um, In the beginning, she was so strong, and she was so ambitious, and Mm -hmm. eager, and, and just had this, like, real spunk to her. She, like, could not interact socially, did not know a single thing about pop culture, just was so extreme in, like, every, like, kind of cliche you could get with like the smart person <laughs> you know oh yeah just just super over the top like oh i only know science like you know <laughs> just wasn't really well rounded i guess but she was like she was a character that you would typically see male so that was kind of cool like you would typically see like a guy that was very driven with science and very smart and you know it was really cool to see like a woman be that way it was just kind of wish she was a bit more well-rounded but what it did was give her a place to grow so by the end of the series you see her as a family you know she's accepted that love like love is a thing because she was very much like against love in general like the idea that you can fall in love with one person and want to be with them for the rest of your life like she had she couldn't rationally like accept that idea but by towards the end she can and you can see that development but at the same time i feel like towards the end of the series she just wasn't quite as ambitious like i really almost wish she could have grown more in her career like yeah she never really she never really went up in her career which is kind of crazy considering when she was younger, she went so far up. I mean, she was probably in her late 20s, early 30s in the beginning of the show, and she was already, like, the head of her department and, like, the top anthropologist in the world, you know? And she was always technically the best in her field throughout the whole show, but you never saw her, like, grow, like, the way that you did with, like, Olivia Benson, you know? And I kind of wish that I had seen that you more just saw her grow personally than than career wise so i think that's i don't know they did a good job but there were just some things that i was kind of like oh you could you could have done that a little bit better (laughs) (laughs) yeah no totally do you feel like olivia benson 
kind of fell into some stereotypes being that she was a female cop? Um, I think sometimes, definitely, because, you know, she was always underestimated for her ability. And um, there were a lot of times where she, it would be like, you know, you're a little too emotional to this, to that, to really understand that. Um, but sometimes they balanced it out a little bit because there were times where like Stabler was way worse than she would be. Yeah. Like he would get crazy and she would like, was always kind of in that, like, you need to calm down. Like you, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what is wrong with you? And like, sometimes he'd get sent home. Like you're too much. Like you're, you're too involved, (laughs) too close to this, to that. And like, go home like to Stabler. Mm -hmm. And like. But sometimes you could see them kind of pushing towards those stereotypes with Olivia with like, how come she had to be sexually assaulted? Like, how come, how come she had to go undercover and be placed in this situation for this to happen? Like, how come this happened? How come that happened? Yeah. Like, well, like, and, I feel- and like you said, with the single mom thing, I think yeah. what's interesting there is like, you would never see a single dad being pushed, like, you would never hear, like, a character constantly being called a single dad. Yeah. I mean, I think it's better now, like, especially in this last season, like, they don't really focus on that as much, but they do focus on, like, their parenting and, like, how, like, good of parent they've become. Mm -hmm. Which is good, because I think, like, this show has taken a dramatic turn for being much better than it used to be. And, like... It's sometimes it's hard to like with procedural cop shows uh, for certain shows, especially like Law and Order and CSI and things like that, where it's like episode to episode. There really isn't a story arc a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So like you see a character grow, but it's only like it's like partitioned almost. Yeah, it's like it it's like their storyline almost has to go with the case but also like if it isn't with the case then it's only for like maybe 10 minutes of the episode or yeah it's it's like that and sometimes i think they fall into stereotypes i mean it was just gonna happen that way Mm -hmm. but also you have a show being run by someone who's super seasoned because you have like law and order which which that show that show itself like regular law and order Mm -hmm. like the captain of that department woman yeah <laughs> loved her <laughs> she was great so like they do put i like th- i do think that they do fall into stereotypes but at the same time they like do put women in roles of like power which yeah. is good well i think so what's, what's interesting sometimes what they do with procedural shows is they'll they'll always make the female character have their hair really short in the beginning Oh it's, my it, god, yeah. Like, Mariska Hardate's, like, hair is super short in the beginning. Um, Kate Beckett <laughs> and, and Castle. Long. Kate Beckett and Castle, her hair is really short in the beginning. Like, especially the pilot. It's like a pixie cut, oh practically. Like, it's not every show, but... I didn't show, even but, think about that. But, like, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's other examples of, like, oh, we gotta make her look like a tough cop, you know? Like, we gotta make her look like she's one of the boys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's always been like that, I've noticed, with um, shows that revolve around, like, uh, police stations, mm-hmm. is you notice that uh, they make the women characters a bit more on the um, 
like masculine side, not like yes. in general, but like how they dress, yes. their haircut, um, some of the lines that they're given to be like, she's one of the guys when mm-hmm. that's not true. I but like, so I love that you that. brought up. Yeah. I love that you brought up the hairstyle thing because you can tell the progression of Olivia's character based on the length of her hair. Yes. Cause it gets, it gets like pretty long by the end. Right. Or at least like, yeah, her hair is really long shoulders. now. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm love her it. hair, but I love Mariska Harkate very much. I love her. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice anything like wildly unreal- unrealistic? Um, sometimes their cases feel a little wildly unrealistic. And you know what I mean? Like it's a, this show, if anything, isn't, is a drama. So yeah. they're always going to take, you know, liberties with things because they try to stick as close to real life as they can, especially with specific cases like when we brought up Brock Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, you know, done cases that seem very similar to things that you see in the news or like, you know, the the big controversy that happened with the Fox um, higher ups. Mm, yes. Do you remember that? I think so, yes. About like the allegations and all those things that were like... Oh, yes, All those, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. They did a case similar to that, but it was, like, a guy who was in charge of, like, a newspaper rather than being, like, a network. Yeah. And, like, things like that. So, like, they take liberties with things and, like, make things a little bit seem a little unrealistic. But, like, most of the time you can find the realism within, like, the drama. Yeah. Because it's going to be dramatic and nothing is as quick. Like the only thing that's super unrealistic about that show is the distance between when the person gets, the police get called, the person gets arrested, investigated, and it goes to court. Like it does not happen that (laughs) fast. Yes. Agreed. Same thing with like the science on bones. Like they used to be actually really good in the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. They even got like awarded with like the most accurate like depiction of whatever on tv but they really slipped by the end i mean they would just they would have a crime solved in like two days and like oh god and it's like yeah dna does not come back that fast guys <laughs> yeah so that's the most unrealistic portion yeah. of i think that goes of, for every show though <laughs> yeah because like there's no way that they concluded a case and got a verdict in like an hour nope or 45 minutes without commercial no way. Let's let's get into our female ones because our this episode's going to be crazy long, but I hope it's worth That's it. That's okay. It is um, worth it. I think so. Because so, baby, baby, I'm worth it. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I love it. Sorry. Uh, so Katie, your female created show. Okay, so I was having such a hard time finding a TV show that fit in this genre that I've watched. That had a female lead that was created by a woman. Okay. It was, like, impossible for me. Does this say something about you or about TV? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I feel like it's maybe both. That, like, I've missed shows. Like, there's a show called The Killing, which is on Netflix. Oh, and it's And it's a um, female... It's a procedural cop show that has a female lead that was written... That's written, created, whatever, by a woman. Mm, And I'm like... I see it all the time on Netflix, but I never, like, watch it. Well, does this give you maybe a little bit of incentive to go watch it now? Yes. Actually, I watched, like, the first half of an episode, actually. Oh, cool. So, um, it's actually going to push me towards wanting to watch that show more. 
Nice. Um, so because of my difficulties, we kind of, I took a little bit of a liberty, which is, I don't know about good or bad. Um, instead of picking a more procedural show, I picked a crime show and technically the show is created by a man, but the executive producers of the show are all women. Okay. Well, I, so, I would allow that then because executive producers have a lot of say and kind of what goes in the show especially because of who the executive producer is yes so the show that i went with is technically considered a drama but it's definitely like a crime drama which is how to get away with murder okay um the show uh, started on april or september 25th um 2014 um they just they have three seasons it's still running strong um 45 episodes it airs on abc um, it's part of Shonda of like, thank God it's Thursday, mm-hmm. um, because it's a Shonda Rhimes show. So it's part of Shondaland, which yes. is like one of my favorite places in the world. So technically the show was created by Peter Norwalk. Um, but the executive producers on this show, who I'm very certain have a significant amount of say just based on, if you watch the show, you know, for sure. That Shonda Rhimes is like, mm, you created this show, but who runs it? Really? Yes. So it's Shonda Rhimes, Betsy Beers, and Bill DeElia. Um, and as long with, along with Peter Norwalk are all the um, creator slash executive producers on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the female leads on the show are Viola Davis, who plays Professor Annalise Keating. Carla Souza, who plays Laurel Castillo. Uh, Castillo and Liza Weil, who plays... Uh, Bonnie Winterbottom and Asia no- uh, Naomi King, who plays Michaela Pratt. Um, a super quick description of this show is Annalise Keating, who is a who's played by Viola Davis, who's an Oscar and Tony winning actress. Ooh, yes. Um, is a brilliant, charismatic, and seductive professor of defense law. Teaches a class called How to Get Away with Murder. Annalise, also a criminal defense attorney, selects a group of students, the best and the brightest, to assist with cases at her firm alongside her employees, the trustworthy and discreet Frank Delfino, played by Charlie Weber, and Bonnie Winterbottom, played by Gilmore Girls alum Liza Weil, (laughs) Um, an associate attorney. Mysteries arise that test everyone's limits and reveal dark truths. So this show, if anything, is, like, intense from beginning to end. Yes. Every season. Um, overall, like, my favorite part about the show is literally just the badassness of all of the women on this show. Nice. Like, Annalise Keating has been through so much in this show, but she just is incredible. Like, I don't know if I could say enough by how amazing of an actress Viola Davis is. Like, there are not enough words in the English language to describe how amazing she really is. That's awesome. I mean... I agree. I've watched the the first two seasons. I'm just waiting for the third to go up on Netflix. It is such an incredible show. I love the storylines. I love that it's like you never know what's happening until the very end. And like it's a unique TV show in that you see something bad happens at the beginning of the show. In the first episode, they do a flash forward. They're like eight months ago or like eight months into the future and they show you something and like somebody gets murdered. (laughs) (laughs) and then the rest of the show does this sort of like flip flop back and forth so they go eight months ago and they show you what happens 
And then each season, what they're doing is they're pushing the timeline in the past forward while progressing the timeline in the future forward until they meet. Yes. At a certain point. And then the whole story shifts forward into the present. Nice. So it's like, it's a very strange story. So you have to make sure you pay attention. Like you cannot skip an episode or you have no idea what's happening. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is not one you can just it is catch like, on TV. <laughs> oh God, this show is so good. Like Annalise Keating is like, if you need a defense attorney, this is the woman you want. Like mm-hmm. she is a, she fights dirty <laughs> to be honest. Yes. But if she thinks you're innocent, she will go to the ends of the earth to make sure that you do not go to prison. Now, are all of those ends of the earth legal? Eh, that's why she has trustworthy, discreet Frank Delfino for those. Oh, things. yes. <laughs> um, but this show is so great. Um, even it's very weird to see, like, oh, I'll bring this up later for okay. sure about Liza Wiles character. But this show just I love it. It's so good. They portray the women on the show freaking oh my god so good okay okay your turn <laughs> my turn okay so uh the show i chose is rizzolian isles which was on tnt uh it premiered july 12th 2010 and it went all the way to september 5th 2016 aired 105 episodes in seven seasons so nice um this show is also based on a book series by the way <laughs> Nice. Uh, by crime writer Tess uh, Gerritsen, I'm going to say. Tess Gerritsen? Sounds sounds perfect. Cool. <laughs> um, And the executive producer for the show is Janet Tomorrow. So she didn't actually, like, uh, stick with the show for the whole series, which I think actually plays a huge part in maybe why this show kind of not was not so good by the end. <laughs> um, and I'll explain that a little bit later. But uh, the female leads are Angie Harmon, who plays the character Jane Rizzoli, and Sasha Alexander, who plays Dr. Maura Isles. A uh, quick description of that. Rizzoli and Isles is a TNT television series starring Andrew- Angie Harmon as police detective Jane Rizzoli and Sasha Alexander as medical examiner uh, Dr. Maura Isles. Oh, that basically said everything I just said. Way to go, uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> <sighs> that didn't explain. Er- okay, guess I'll guess I didn't read what I was copying and pasting. I was trying to do this really quick. Um, <laughs> basically, these two work side by side to help solve crimes, and they become like best friends over the you know the course of the show, and. So they're always just working together. It's set in Boston, which is kind of cool because you have you don't really see as much Boston anymore. There's um, only one other show that I've ever seen that was set there. Where? What? Uh, Boston was like a TV show that's similar to this one, which was Crossing Jordan was oh, set okay. in Boston. Well, I mean, there used Sorry, to be continue. a lot. No, there used to be a lot like um, the guy who created like Ally McBeal and... Uh, all the shows that went along with that. I'm trying to think of what they were called. <laughs> I forget what the creator's name is, but um, he he used to, I think, be from Boston. So he, like, created all of his shows in Boston. But that's, like, you know, the 90s and 2000s. So, what Hey, Boston. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, they film in L.A. So it's not like it's really <laughs> in Boston. It's Boston with quotes around it. 
Yes, but um, the my favorite favorite part of the show is Rizzoli and Isle's friendship. Like they oh. they become friends instantly. There's no rivalry whatsoever. Um, they just instantly connect, even though they have so many differences. Like they are completely different, and yet they are they support each other so much, and they are always there for each other, and uh. They're just amazing. So it's just like really cool to see two professional women just be like so supportive and just encourage each other in their careers and their lives. And yes. So let's get through these questions quick because I. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So I'm going to skip kind of the questions that we asked before and just maybe get into discussions kind of for both. And we'll just talk like more about these shows and we'll talk about how we have whatever we want, basically. Okay. Um, do you feel like the female leads were portrayed diff- differently between like the two writers? Meaning, like, did like the men write the women differently than the women writing the women? If that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I think so because I mean, if you, <laughs> the thing is, is that there's really no comparison between the two shows that I chose because they're very different. I mean, like they kind of talk about, they kind of go along the same lines about certain things, but uh, how to get away with murder is so much more intense than law and order is. I mean, like law and order does a few intense episodes a season, but they do 22 to like 25 episodes a season, which is ridiculous to me. Um, Whereas how to get away with murder, 15 tightly wound episodes. Well, that's because that is all, <laughs> that's all she said she would do. Yeah. <laughs> is most 15 episodes. So they are pushing through that storyline episode after episode after episode. And it's like really intense. And I think that particularly like Annalise's, um, like Viola Davis's character was written extremely well. Now this show has a tendency to fall into a bit of stereotype sometimes, but it never takes away from the power behind their character. Like there's so much like power behind Annalise's care, like behind her character that like you never doubt her abilities ever. Like there are times where like, she's going through something super hard and she's like, I just want my mom. Like Mm -hmm. I need my mom. And you know, like who doesn't just need that? Yeah. Like there are times you're like, I just need my mom. Like I just need my mom to hug me and tell me everything's going to be okay. And I think at certain circumstances and like certain storylines and things that they portray and how to get away with murder, like things like that make that much more realistic than you would see than other things in the show. Mm -hmm. So like certain aspects of both shows, like there are similarities between them, but like you'll see the portrayal of each of the two leading characters very differently. Like, Olivia's character, like, she can be intense sometimes, and there are intense episodes and situations that she gets involved in, but, like, nothing compares to some of the stuff that happens to, like, the women in How to Get Away with Murder. Yes, and especially in the time frame. Like... (laughs) Oh my god. So much happens in, like, 15 episodes, and it's just like... Like, your mind is blown at the end of each episode because it just keeps you on your toes the whole time. Whereas Law & Order, like, it's uh, beginning, climax, completion. Like, they hardly ever do two-parter episodes. Usually those are their finale episodes. Whereas, like, How to Get Away with Murder is literally, like, 15 parts of, like, the same thing. Yeah. 
It's like, like a it's, it's a 15 part or 15 hour movie almost. <laughs> basically, like it's a 15 parter. Like it's like to be continued at, at the end of each episode. Like, yes. Until you get to the finale and either they'll leave you on a cliffhanger or they conclude their storyline and introduce something new. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing that makes this show very different to a procedural, even though it is crime related. Uh-huh. It doesn't have that formula. But would you say like Annalise versus Olivia Benson, like, do you think one is better developed or like more well-rounded or like, you know um, what I mean? Actually, I think that Olivia's character might be more well-rounded because everything for Annalise is just so big and so dramatic. Whereas over eight, I think it might be the, like, because the series has been on longer, we've really get to watch Olivia grow and come into her own. Okay. Over, you know, the course of 420 episodes, like, she owns that lieutenant space. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think... Like, that show, if she ever left that show, like, Mariska Harkatay, that show would never be the same. Like, saying goodbye to Christopher Maloney was difficult, but it wasn't impossible. Yeah. Because she was still there. Like, she is the heart of that show. Yeah. So, like, I think that her character is so much more well-rounded because in the formula that they have for procedural shows, they really have been able to show so much, like, of her character within that show. Like, How to Get Away with Murder is only three seasons in, and we only know so much about Olivia or uh, uh, Annalise, and everything is super dramatic and big. Well, I think that's what is really good about the procedural format, is that even though you get less of the character per episode, I feel like because they get to kind of take their time and... Uh, go on for a bit longer like procedurals tend to go on a bit longer like they're they're more well received they um like a casual viewer can kind of easily get into it so i feel like they get probably better ratings plus i feel Mm -hmm. like that that genre in general is just super popular so i feel like they really get to take their time and develop characters whereas tv shows that are developing a lot nowadays that are very very intense but short they're almost like these intense bursts of shows. You don't yeah. really get to develop a character f- like the way you would like with Olivia Benson over what uh 18 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Like that is such a rare thing, but such a cool thing. Like this character has been able you've been able to see what like a quarter of her life basically like yeah i feel like because it's been so they're doing season 19 now so the show's been on for 18 years that's like a person born to graduating from high school yeah that's that's a huge chunk of their life and you really get to see it so it's i mean i feel like you still get to learn a lot about annalise and she is a pretty um complex character like for what you do see of her you get to see um quite a bit like you get to see a lot of her good sides but you do get to see a lot of her ugly sides oh yeah she's got a lot of demons in there and while like that makes her a very very interesting character i feel like olivia benson is a bit more realistic yes like olivia's way more realistic um for my shows i feel like I f- it's hard because they're 
the both of my shows have kind of been on for a long time. However, I feel like with Rizzoli and Isles, they didn't really develop as much as I would have wanted them to for over seven years. Like, the show had a very heavy female influence for, like, the first few seasons of the show. And you can really see that because, like, you can see the difference that it made when it changed. Like, Uh the characters were way more three-dimensional they were involved in like all different aspects of their life not just their career not just their personal life but as soon as it kind of switched to a more male heavy dominated um uh environment like in terms of who was writing and producing and directing uh suddenly a lot more emphasis was focused on who they were dating or oh man or it would do like heavy intense serial killer which is like fine like if you do the serial killer episode that's great but it was just like i feel like either rizzoli or isles were constantly the damsel and then one of (laughs) the only thing was is that the other would then have to save them so if isles was the damsel then rizzoli would be (laughs) the the one to save her if rizzoli was the damsel then isles would be the one to save her i mean it was like it was almost ridiculous how much those two characters would like be in danger and like have to be saved. Yeah. So I feel like they were constantly being like a female stereotype, even though they were both like really successful, smart, intelligent women. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know, like it definitely like that show in particular could be like like really looked into and how the show changed versus like who was like in production at the time. It's just super fascinating. Um, Yeah. With Bones, I feel like, I don't know it. You see Brennan develop, but you kind of see her develop in a very stereotypical way. And that it's like, Oh, she, she knows how to love now. And she like, of course she's going to want to get married. And of course she's going to want to have kids. And like, then you just see her basically be a mom. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I don't know. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like, no, I feel like it wouldn't be that way if it was a male character. And I feel like that's the difference. Yeah. Like, I mean, her husband was the other lead on the show. Like, spoiler yeah. alert for Bones, but, like, <laughs> if, if you haven't figured that out, come on. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert, you know. Yeah. <laughs> After 12 years, they uh, they did it. But, uh, I don't know, like, there wasn't as much, much emphasis on, like, Booth, you know, with the kids. I mean, for yeah. him, it was like, you saw his you saw his career go up, but you never saw hers go up. Yeah. Um, I also noticed on Bones, so, like, you know how I mentioned that I stopped watching it? Yes. Because I felt like after they got Boons and Bo- Booth, sorry, Bones and Booth together. <laughs> yes, that's an interesting couple name. <laughs> Boons. <laughs> hey, it fits. It's their uh, ship name now. Boons. <laughs> sorry. It's so okay. once they got them together, I feel like that show had nowhere to go. Because the entire premise of that show was based on, like, will they, won't they? And then once they, will they? There was nowhere to go from there. I think that the writers were like, oh, 
Uh, I think so. We did this thing, and now we gotta do something with it. That show in particular went through so many like hills and valleys in terms of quality, and unfortunately, it was going through a huge like dip around that time. And I think they were like Hart Hansen would would come out to the media and talk about the moonlighting effect, right? All the time. Yeah. And I think what he did was shoot himself in the foot because I think he was so paranoid about the moonlighting effect that he almost just fell into it. Yeah. So the care, like the way that they got together, I think what they tried to do was undersell it. Oh, I will never not be angry about that. Sorry. No, no, exactly. Like that's the thing. You, they built this up. And I think what they tried to do was to try to not make it a big deal when they got together. But it it's was like, a big deal. It, it was. <laughs> exactly. It was a big deal. Like, I think we should do a whole episode on will they or won't, like, will they or won't they relationships because oh, yes. it, is, it is such a fascinating topic when it comes to, like, how how writers handle will they or won't they couples getting together. And oh a lot God. of times they handle it poorly. Because, like, (laughs) oh, my God, I just, I'm sorry. Side note, I am still, like, there are certain shows that just make me so angry about certain things that I will never be over it. Like, them killing Charlie on Supernatural. I will never be over that because of how they did that. But, oh, my God, I've been waiting. Like, Veronica Mars did this to us, too. Like, I have been waiting for ever for on Bones for Booth and Brennan to, like, finally be together. And then you're going to tell me about it in passing? Are you effing kidding me? I was so mad. Like, it was, was not a big deal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm raging. <laughs> I am well, raging right now. We will rant about this on a completely separate episode. But, but, but honestly, like, they... they they totally tried to undersell it in a way that it was like, oh, okay, it's okay. We won't end on a high note. We'll make it a low note so that we still have somewhere to go. But it's no. like, nah, dude, you just pissed me off. <laughs> he, they, they have ruined that show for me. I'm but, sorry. But like, it, I have actually not seen anything past that. It, like, I watched Sweets, like, yeah. his leaving from the show, but, like, that show got ruined for me. I'm like, you're going to take something away from me that I've been waiting for for so long and then hand me this BS? No. Yeah. It it did no. get better because, I mean, it had time to kind of get out of that dip they were in and it kind of did come back up. Um, And then it kind of went mad. back down. And then, I mean, it, it really did. Uh, it, it was a weird show because it would like be really bad really good really bad really good and i don't oh know oh my god it's like a roller coaster it was very interesting but um i think we pretty much discussed all the next questions that i had which were like the strengths and weaknesses of these shows yeah. so did we learn something from viewing these shows in this point of view um there needs to be more tv more procedural cop shows that are that are led by women that are written created directed whatever by women because there are not enough or they're just not enough that people are talking about because i had such a hard time finding a show yeah like what were some other shows you saw that you hadn't seen 
So, like, The Killing was one of them. And then I never watched Rizzoli and Isles, so I didn't watch either of those shows. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, shows that I, like, had considered. So, like, uh, CSI New York is also a procedural cop show, obviously. But, like, that show has three creators. Two of them are women. But the show is technically, like, it's an ensemble cast. But Gary Sinise is the lead. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. So it's, like, there are a lot of shows where there are women, but, like, they are not, like, the current season running of Criminal Minds, which is also technically, like, a procedural drama, Mm -hmm. is created by a man, but because they don't have the lead character got fired, like, they had to find some way to carry the show, and they put it on the shoulders of the women on that show, which I love, because Penelope Garcia is, like, the best character that show has ever introduced me to, but... That show was being carried by three women. So JJ, Penelope, and uh, Prentice. Like, because that show was being carried by those people. But only now is that it. Because yeah. they had to find a way to keep that show going. And the only way to do that was to put it on the shoulders of those three women. Because even though they have, like, some, like, the other seasoned actors on that show, those three women are really what that show was about. Like, this past season. So... Mm-hmm it's just really hard to find them like <laughs> so just in like it's a very specific thing but female led female created or produced and written so that's all we want guys <laughs> yeah it's, it's all i want is more it's more shows that you know that are good oh mm-hmm. they can suck i don't care like whatever more but- shows in general like more shows that are good that are that have women behind the scenes, like yes. writing the shows, writing the episodes, like creating shows. And and if they those are out there and I don't know them about them, please tell me. Yes, please tell us. Um, tell us. I think something that I kind of learned is that the procedural format is really good for developing female characters, or at least all characters, I think, in general. But we really mm-hmm. see that with with Olivia Benson, with Temperance Brennan. Like, I think, like, even though I wasn't, like, a huge fan of everything that they developed with Temperance Brennan, I think, like, the fact that procedurals will tend to go on longer, like I said earlier, I think it allows that bit of growth. Um, yeah. And it kind of takes it in a more realistic way. Like, time... Like, time in their personal life will go more realistic than say in a drama that's focused all on their personal life. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yes. Excellent. Well, I think that wraps up our very long show this week. Um, If you've you've stuck around to this point, you are amazing. So thank you so much for listening. Um, You can find our show notes for this episode and every episode at teatimewithkc.com. Just a reminder, that's the letter K and the letter C. Feel free to send us an email with your thoughts on this week's episode or ideas for a future episode to our email, which is teawithkc at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at teatimewithkc. And you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you could leave us a review, that would be amazing. We would yeah, hope, yes. Yes, we hope to hear from you. So until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.